Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. Welcome to the big time. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. You know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the we are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Ilya Dragunov, the star. Bang, the sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Watching and listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romaran, Emil ASH checking in on another Thursday live stream. Happy Pride, everyone. It's June 1 as we are uh, live streaming and recording this episode. We've got a lot to talk about. So I don't think I even need to bring in the Cody Rhodes stinger here. But first things first, Emil, I'm glad my Corriente is in your neck of the woods, finally. Yes. Um, again, yung uh, power interruption the whole day. It's pretty normal here in the province. So, san- sanay na ako. Pero it's been it's been a while since naka-experience ako ng ganito because I've been in Manila for most of most of this year. So, naka, ano, naka-ines. Pero good thing the power is back. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, and of course, I'd be remiss if I did not say happy birthday, Ro. Thank hey. you. Thank you. Happy birthday. All right. Yeah. Uh no, it's been another it's been another day. Uh, it's it's a Thursday, so I had to work. But uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, <clears throat> it's really nice to have another trip around this time. Mm, I, and I, I think that's also why he decided to announce his huge announcement on his oh, uh, on his birthday. Oh, man, it's a plug <laughs> section. Thank see you, everyone, see in the chat. Uh, so yeah, we'll save yeah. that for the plugs at the end. All right. Um, like I said, we've got a lot to get to. We we had a triple stacked. Pay-per-view weekend between Battleground, Double or Nothing, Night of Champions, and all of the news that uh, just came our way. So pag-uusapan natin yung lahat. But first, let's get some plugs starting off with our growing Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community, which you can always be a part of. All right. So if you want to get the full Wrestling Wrestling Podcast experience, all you have to do is join in in our Patreon by subscribing to www.com slash Patreon. Oh, sorry. Really Bro, what? That. What's I happening? Show, what is happening? Show, You're falling apart. You can do that by subscribing. <laughs> <laughs> subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. 
for you good subscribers though as five dollars so in a local currency it's around 275 or 280 pesos pero tumaas taas taas uh, perks of uh, joining our discord uh, oh joining our pictures of course our discord where you can uh, interact with your fellow podcast you can talk to us about anything about wrestling but also uh, among other things as well sports music fashion memes everything and anything under the sun And of course, we also have the Pasabais. And uh, if you want to get your authentic wrestling merch, WWE, AW, or any other wrestling merch, you can get it through us as well. And uh, also the review content of the weekly wrestling shows like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, and soon Collision. Um, and uh, also some local wrestling events as well, courtesy of Rowan ASH. And uh, by subscribing to our Patreon, you're supporting everything that we do here on the pod. So again... Please subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as $5. I choked on that one earlier. I apologize. It will never happen Julian, again. <laughs> Julian says you choked like the Lakers. I think you choked more like the Celtics. Celtics. <laughs> Celtics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait, before anything, I just wanted to say thanks to everyone who showed up to both our viewing parties. Oh. Well, of course, one was on Saturday night or slash early Sunday morning for Night of Champions. I know none of you in the chat went, but uh, we still did have a really nice turnout at Hobby Stadium last Sunday for Night of Champions. So even though the show started 1 a.m., we all went home at 4 a.m. You guys, or they rather, uh, had a nice time. People were up, you know, energetic still, uh, still cheering for, uh, for example, for this moment that's on Emil's background when um, when the Uso super kicked their cousin. And Yun, um, I, I was so amazed and uh, people were still pretty hyped when that happened. So, yun pampagising namin ng 4 a.m. So thanks again to Hobby Stadium for having us, even though the hour was ungodly. Um, Hobby Stadium really enjoyed having us over Ktayong uh, Wrestler Wrestling Podcast and yung mga friends natin from uh, Geek Talk PH. Shoutouts to Legend Dennis, uh, Galactic Shark, and Hans uh, for holding down the fort and you know making this happen. Uh, I think uh, Hobby Stadium as well likes working with us, so I'm sure... We will not be, uh, you know, it will not be the last time we will be there. So I hope that you guys can come because uh, the, the space is big. But even though we were able to pack it and make it look pretty full, there is still a lot of space that could be filled. So, 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 so no, definitely, probably not money in the bank because that starts at you know, the butt crack. 4 a.m. Yeah. yeah, 4 a.m. Manila time. So uh, maybe SummerSlam. Uh, we still don't know which venue we will be doing that in. Uh, Skinny Mike's also loves us a lot. So depending on the card of that show, um, we'll see. We'll see in a while. But Hobby Stadium is fun too. So thank you, uh, Sir Andrew, I believe, for having us over. And then also thank you to everyone who's you know tuned in on a Monday morning on Discord for the Double or Nothing watch party. Even though the show wasn't all that it was cracked up to be. Um, we still had fun talking shit, uh, you know, uh, making fun of the crowd, the Las Vegas crowd, and you know, Let's having see, blackface guy, blackface, blackface mask guy, anarchy in, in the arena. So that was a lot of fun, and goes to show in the Metapolitan market for uh, you know our Discord watch parties because that we can't all troop down to skinny mics on a Monday morning when we have work. So yeah. thank you everyone, and we'll see you at the next watch party. Uh, let's say happy birthday to Awi in the comments who shares his birthday. Happy with birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Awi. Hope you're having uh, a good one. Happy birthday, yeah. All right. Let's get to let's get to business here.
And let's start with the slide that Babyface producer Jasper accidentally spoiled because <laughs> it is official. CM Punk is coming back. Uh, he's going to be front and center for AEW Saturday Night Collision on Saturday, June 17th. All right, fellas, are you excited for this? No. Uh, people, you know, pro CM Punk fans were touting this as a win, as though hindi nanganib yung, yung participation ng idol nila. Um, I'm pretty sure this was, you know, put together at the very last minute. Not last minute, because June 17, pa, but, you know, probably over the weekend. And I'm pretty sure that there was a bigger chance of it not happening. And so they probably just compromised. So I hope Phil himself compromised uh, by, you know, letting go of the whole Ace Steel thing. We don't need Ace Steel around backstage biting people's ears. About. So, uh, yun, um, CM Punk, oh, Shampre, he's going to bring in the fans who love him. Uh, but I don't think AEW was really missing anything while he wasn't around. Um, like I was saying on Discord, um, the bigger problem here was that, or the bigger, the bigger issue with AEW was that Tony Khan did a lot more damage over the past half year since Punk was gone with this weird, uh, trying hard writing and booking than Punk being gone. So, um, I don't think this means Punk is going to be the savior of AEW. His, his mic work is going to probably elevate the show, but um, if the story, if the stories. Are not as good as we want them to be. Then what's you know what's punk gonna matter uh, to this product? Especially if he's gonna if he's not committed to changing his ways and stop being toxic, diba? Right? Yeah. Excited, um, You're a younger fan, so medyo iba yung perspective mo. Eh. Honestly, even though I'm a punk fan, no, because matagal na tito alam um, na he's gonna he's going to be the main man of collision. And um, again, I just hope that he doesn't cause so much trouble again like he did the first time because AEW has done everything in its power to get this guy back. So they literally bent their backs for him. Um, and I think he will legitimize the collision show because um, he's like, the show is going to revolve around him. And definitely there's going to be a brand split because there are people who doesn't want to work with Punk, and also there are people who wants to work with Punk. So um, this move, I think, uh, makes everyone happy, uh, even though I think there's still some red flags. Um, the, uh, obviously, TK wants this. Uh, Warner Brothers definitely want this. I mean, they literally said they want CM Punk on this show. So yun lang. I'm not excited for it, but in the grand scheme of things, if it works, then it works. Uh, to, si Ninong Derv na mahilig pumusta wants to know over under how many months until someone complains about toxic behavior? Uh, I don't think it's gonna take long because he's usually yeah. toxic when he's hurt. Like uh, he's, he's gonna complain grumpy. when he's when he's when he's really hurt bad. So um, I don't think he is like at the peak of his health anymore. I think he's gonna get injured sooner or later, um, whether through his own fault or not. So when that happens, you can expect him to. Uh, to be a grump again, but at this point, if I were Tony Khan, I, I would get a handle on this guy. Like uh, either you stop bringing him out to uh, the media scrums, or you you shut him up when it's time to shut him up, and not just sit there and <laughs> and let him go like like some kind of dork that's powerless to stop his enough uh, stop his dog. Yeah, he's the boss. So, pero minsan kasi parang He's more like a more of a punk fanboy than an actual boss when he's around him. Yes, precisely, precisely. 
I mean, you know, we, we all can't be uh, we all can't be Jan. Sometimes some of us are just Michael Scott, diba? So that's clearly what we saw <laughs> at some point. Yeah, right, uh, moving uh, on. Oh. No, 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 real quick. Admin Jackie's right. Uh, they do have yeah. the PR guy from WWE. So uh, I would hope that Punk has a relationship with uh, this guy. I forgot who his, what his name is. Um, but sign on a since he is a really big figure in the wrestling industry he can get a hold of um, this guy who is pretty sure by all uh, by all counts is a PR liability yeah uh, there's also a reason why we keep saying on the pod for years and years now now media training is important in this industry yes so sir even that. Carlo Cannon knows that Oh yeah, speaking of Carlo Cannon, we just had him on the podcast kaninang hapon. Uh, we recorded that, so that episode should be out sometime early next week. Just want to put it out there because we're really excited to share now. We got to hang out with Kuya Carlo Cannon. And we right. might get to hang out with more people too. Yes, yes. Let's put that out there in the universe like the great manifester Roma A.S.H. More news outside the ring. We found out this week that Alexa Bliss is pregnant. So congratulations to her and to Ryan Cabrera na hindi kilala ni Emil. Pero tayong mga matatanda, kilala natin siya. I don't know. I, I just want to ask, who, who, who in the chat knows, still knows Ryan Cabrera? <laughs> you underestimate sure, na mas, mga kaedara naman natin yung mga no, listeners natin. No, you know, I'm sure Lance doesn't know who Ryan Cabrera is because he lives under a rock, di ba? So I am wondering... <laughs> Who else knows Ryan Cabrera? <laughs> <laughs> Ayan, sabi ni Admin Jackie, kilala ba siya ni Rowan? That is the question. Yeah, that's Rowan question. Is, is Team 2001. That's right. Uh, <laughs> yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was a, a literal baby when nung uh, sumikat si Ryan Cabrera. Yeah. So uh, this one uh, kind of caught us by surprise because last we heard, Alexa Bliss was... Uh, training to get back in the ring, right? coming off of that tag team championship run alongside Asuka. And then after the announcement, now people on Twitter have been reviving that joke Now whoever Asuka works with ends up getting pregnant. And not that it's a bad thing, but there is a record. Now, you know, if you end up feuding or tagging with Asuka, uh, chances are you're about to get pregnant. Yeah. The, uh, the... <laughs> Coincidence lang yun, I think. Uh, di, di naman yung sadya, I think. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> It's not like uh, kinukulam ni Asuka yung mga tao na ah, mabubuntis ka or whatever. Again, not that it's a bad thing, right? So yeah, maybe, uh, congratulations she, to Alexa and Ryan. Maybe she is actually like a goddess of fertility. Who knows, diba? If you, <laughs> I guess if any if anyone in the WWE roster is trying to get pregnant, just go team with Asuka. <laughs> Again, uh, we're, we're not laughing at the pregnancy news or anything. We just think that uh, it's a yeah. wild coincidence. No. Congrats, congrats. It is it is uh, a funny congrats, coincidence, yeah. actually. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have read the interview ni Alexa Bliss on the Messenger, she actually says that uh, they weren't even planning to have a baby. So it yeah, wasn't yeah, no. uh, something they intended to yeah. do because she was really training to get back in the ring. It wasn't even an interview. So the post na oops, it was an act, best accident ever. So <laughs> no, no, she she went into detail in that uh, in that right. article. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I guess right. uh, wear your condoms. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think there's a moral to the story here, to be honest. <laughs> it's, it's, just it's just good news. Yeah, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying she wasn't planning it and she was still focused on, on being yeah. in the ring. Uh. So, so I guess that's what happens like, when when you go raw. <laughs> Literal Monday Night Raw. 
Uh, Glendale, to answer your question, yeah, there's Carmela, Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Lacey Evans. Uh, I, I remember parang lima yun eh, based on uh, the this tweet that I saw that was making the rounds. Anyway, uh, we're going to move on from that. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll get to the wrestling talk. We'll break down Night of Champions and Double or Nothing. And then we'll zoom out and talk about which PLE or pay-per-view we like the best. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts right here on Podcast Network Asia. All right, I just back read the chat and uh, thank you guys for reminding us how old we've gotten. Because mas maraming hindi nakakakilala apparently kay Ryan Cabrera. I told you. That's why I asked it. <laughs> why I asked it. Because you you can't you know you overestimate how young our crowd is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks guys. Yena nag maintenance meds na po kami. Thanks fuckers. All right, let's talk about Night of Champions. And let's start with the cinema that unfolded in front of us at the end of the event. So, napuruhan na si Jimmy Uso, nagsprak siya, and now Jay Uso has no idea what the fuck he's gonna do. So, um, was this a predictable turn for you guys? Did you think this was gonna happen at Night of Champions, like this soon after uh, Sinasami tumiwalag din from the bloodline? Uh, a lot of people predicted the, the actual turn happening here, so Night of Champions, but I didn't think it was going to happen right away. I knew that, you know, um, Roman would do something to them and then, you know, the decline would start, but I didn't think that they would get to this point so soon. Uh, it was good, though. Um, it Even though it was predictable, Shemper, you, you don't want to, you, you think you want unpredictability, but uh, that's not really what people want. People want to satisfy the part of their brain that says this story is going this way so if you don't go this way like exact example the cody rhodes thing about the story didn't go the way they wanted to that's why people were so where people were melting down over the result about i've seen literal meltdowns on twitter because cody lost so the fact that you did this the fact that you did this now is good. It's good storytelling because hey, everything that happened leading up to it made sense. Like, you know, uh, Roman was um, a victim of his own hubris trying to, uh, you know, undermine the Usos and freezing them out. And, you know, Shempre, uh, Newton's Law, every opposite reaction, every reaction deserves an opposite reaction. So uh, this finally happened and. It was pretty satisfying. Like I said, Kanina, it woke up the sleepy 4, 3, 4 a.m. crowd at Hobby Stadium. Ikaw, Emil, did you scream at like 4 a.m. like Glendale here? Yes, I did. Because before that, honestly, napipikit-pikit na ako. Because again, it's 4 a.m. I've been awake for hours before that. So I screamed at it. I screamed when it happened. Because same with, uh, same, I think with, same, same with a lot of people. I thought the turn was going to happen in the future, pa, but they're going to establish something here that will make the Usos turn on Roman, pero hindi pa at Night of Champions. But it happened here, and it, it was fine. It was okay. Medyo biglaan lang for me that it was Jimmy, because up until a couple of weeks ago, we, we didn't really see Jimmy as the Uso to turn on Roman. We all thought it's going to be Jay. And because all this time he has been the Uso who is not affected by the drama, and he has uh, stuck uh, stick by Roman all this time. Like he, nung nag, uh, when the Royal Rumble thing happened, when uh, Sammy turned on him, it was Jimmy who, you know, shagad yung umespondi kay Roman. And all this time, even though Jay's conflicted, Jimmy's the one who is loyal to the bloodline. But so it, it kind of came a surprise that he was the one to do it. But I guess the progression of the story also makes sense. Now it has 
it has to be Jay who's the last one to to crack. Yeah, why do you say that, Emil? Because it all it also began with him. Because she yung ane like all it all began with Jay. Uh, parang you know, nain, parang Roman has abused him so much that he fa- he fell in line. So and then he sees like the others. So parang he sacrificed himself for his brothers. Tapos oh. um tapos si Jimmy konting inconvenience lang. He turned on Roman just like that. So um so yun lang. Yun may may element lang ng biglaan for me. Pero for me it ca- it makes sense. He's gonna be the one who's gonna last to crack. Uh, the entire bloodline. CJ si talaga dapat. Ikaw, Rod, uh, did, did you have any issue with, with Jimmy turning first? Yeah, I did because um, even though Aaron says that, you know, Jimmy was the one getting pissed off this entire time, uh, remember that it was always Jay who was torn yeah. up about, about his allegiance to Roman Reigns and how Roman was treating them. Uh, he started it, he was the first inductee of the bloodline after a after an abusive couple of months, but um, Jay, let's not pretend that Jay didn't go through this doubting phase, right? Um, I I also found it surprising that it was Jimmy because Jimmy was always the guy to uh, have Roman's back when it when uh, Jay was questioning his loyalty and, and allegiance, right? So I found it weird that suddenly Jay is uh, gets pissed off. Um, I think they can still explain this by you know having Jimmy say now. Uh, he was there for Roman. He stopped Jay from from turning on him until now, right? And then that's how Roman re- repays him. If they go that route, then okay, I can I can let this slide. But it should have been Jay because Jay was the one Sammy and Kevin were playing to because they knew that he was he was feeling it. He was just denying it, right? Um, I so that's why I thought he would be easier to crack here. Uh, I do think that he should have been the one to think about it, right? So so. Yeah, I just gave Triple H an out, so <laughs> let's hope he takes it. Eto question for you guys, because what's been said on the internet ngayon is that Roman is booked for Money in the Bank and for SummerSlam, so uh, that's a good two or three months worth of story that WWE can tell here. Um, does Roman need a challenger for the undisputed championship, or okay na na Roman and Solo go against the Usos here? I think what um, I already uh, tweeted something about this. It should at Money in the Bank. It should be Jimmy challenging Roman for the heavyweight, uh, for the undisputed title. And then after fa- Jay finally cracked, then it's gonna come down to a tag team match between Roman and Solo versus the Usos. Because now, any conflicted pa si Jay at this point. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't think their feud needs the the championship. Um, I I would ha- I would find it much better without because okay it's like the Bray Wyatt thing that like, you don't need a championship for Bray Wyatt and here uh, you don't need a championship for for family matters or for a family issue so although the other thing is Roman does need to defend that thing uh, he is coming up on a, he did come up on a thousand days without uh, without having to defend the championship since I know. Since WrestleMania, so that's people are seeing through that, and eventually you do have to. So I wouldn't be surprised if both um, both matches against both Usos were for the title. Um, it will not be you know a change of hands, but it will at least be you know um, a championship defense that is much needed. Yeah, um, I'm excited for this. 
either way, actually. Uh, but I'm kind of leaning towards a championship defense being necessary only because they're so rare na nga. Tapos magkaka-PLE, tapos hindi pa natin makukuha. So parang doon ako medyo nakukulangan or masasayangan kung walang opportunity for a championship defense. Even if it's against uh, Jimmy or Jay because of the family dispute. So uh, it should be an interesting next few weeks starting with uh, SmackDown happening this weekend as Roman celebrates 1,000 days. Speaking of championships, let's talk about the other one, the new World Heavyweight Championship, which Seth Rollins got at Night of Champions. Uh, this one opened the show, and ang sabi-sabi sa internet, it was because Seth had to immediately fly out of Jeddah to um, get to the set of Captain America New World Order. That being said, did you think that this match should have closed Night of Champions, given that it was a New World title that they were establishing and that Seth was going to be the inaugural champion? No. Um, I don't think it should have closed. Um, it's the whole main event thing, uh, the main event thing that Punk was arguing about like ten years ago. Uh, it's the, the truth is Roman is the big star, and Roman's story will always have to end the show. What I did need for this match was a much longer runtime. Like, uh, let's go fucking New Japan main event levels of long for this. Um, give me all the false finishes, the 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 falsies, the drama. Uh, go, uh, you know, the both of them going so long that they are fucking tired, like Okada and Omega are. So I didn't get that because it felt like a relatively quick um, world championship match for me. Um, it wasn't even, you know, a, a one night tournament. So that doesn't make sense. So uh, I know that they can pull out a big uh, dramatic match. And I think they stopped short of that. That's what I was looking for to really make the image of the of the new world heavyweight championship. Yeah, same sentiments from me as well. Um, it was okay that this doesn't didn't close out the show because you had the bigger story with Roman and the Usos, so that it, okay lang yun, not that main evented. Pero also same thoughts na na beaten ako with the opening match, even though like um, if you're not main eventing, you should be opening, and um, it was the right place on the card for that match. But I think because uh, Bama deleted Sila and Seth was um, had something to do after na they cut the match a little bit shorter than it it would be. Kung normal lang na he's not gonna he's like there's walang ano na hindi siya alis agad after after the match. So yeah. Um, how would you rate Seth Rollins' first week or half week as world heavyweight champion? Pretty good. I enjoyed the main event match a lot more. Uh, no, sorry, main event on Raw a lot more than the than the Saudi match. Um, it was just a lot better if you have an actual push and pull between faces and heels. And he really established himself as a top star that people want to see. So uh, great choice. Again, predictable, but you need the predictability because the predictability tells you where people want to go. And they nailed it. Uh, Seth was ready for this. He was born for this. He is him. And uh, I don't think anyone else could have carried the mantle of Raw the way he does right now. Yep. Uh, for me, out of five, uh, give it a four. Uh, say he presented himself well on Raw. And uh, we had a great uh, match uh, on the main events. And, and uh it's only a really appropriate that he is the first champion to set the tone. Uh, this is a major title. This is not just a consolation prize. Uh, this is a championship that the top people in the company are gonna fight for. So it was uh, it was a good first week for Seth. 
Yeah. All right. Um, who do you want to be his first challenger? Um, Finn or Damien? Finn. Both of them. Uh, either of them. It has to be Finn. Uh, obviously, they're pushing Judgment Day to the top of the card. Because uh, one thing, pala, um, the, separ- the separation or the creation of a new world championship really elevates the the rest of the guys on on the roster on the brand because when you had just one championship for the entire uh for the both rosters of it you could only really have one or two top guys so now here on raw i can feel for real that um the judgment day uh damien and finn feel like top guys about they can legitimately challenge seth rollins in uh in a pay-per-view match for the championship so that that was pretty cool to me and uh, I do think they were making that argument as well. Now, Finn has to be it or Damien has to be it. Yeah, uh, that seems to line up Dinaman, with what we, we've been seeing on the internet. Some rumors that are floating around as well. Na, uh, WWE is really high on Damien Priest, especially after his work with Bad Bunny, no Backlash, and then Shampre Finn uh, being the anchor, being the veteran presence on the Judgment Day. So, uh, you know, a lot of good things hopefully in store for the Judgment Day guys heading into Seth's uh, first um, first feud for the World Heavyweight Championship. Let's move on to Cody Rhodes here, uh, who decided to pull an edge from 2004 during his match with Brock Lesnar and use this cast as a weapon. Finally, when he realized that legal naman pala. But coming out of Night of Champions, how does Cody Rhodes look after everything he'd gone through? So yeah, you go first, Emil. I have, I have um, feelings about this. <laughs> Honestly, okay, lang naman eh. For 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 me, lang talaga. Um. The fin- parang pilit yung ane eh, yung finish na he just passed out instead of tapping out because he has a he has a broken arm and Brock puts this submission on him any um parang normal lang na dapat magtap out and it's okay for the, if he would have tapped out pero ane eh, they went with the the super Cena route when he, he didn't tap and just fell asleep you know uh, yeah, so it, it was fine. It, it was fine for me. The finish was fine. Um, but I'm not really like super satisfied with it. Yeah. Okay. So this is fucking stupid. Like it is fucking stupid. Like I, 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 I am supporting the whole Cody Rose rehabilitation thing. The rehabilitation arc, the hero's journey from his loss to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. But this, this fucking takes the cake. How real, how, how does how do people think this is realistic? You know, uh, you have a broken arm. People were advising you to not uh, to not compete on this show. If I Triple H doesn't cancel the match thanks to a legit broken arm, and I don't give a shit if your precedent was uh, Roman uh, was Cody competing with a broken peck with a torn peck. You that that the broken arm is much much worse than that, and. You are a terrible businessman who risks the the well-being of his wrestlers by allowing a guy with a broken arm, quote unquote, to compete on a show with a, a man who can legit kill you. Diba? So yung palang pang uh, yung palang sobrang weird na. And then the broken arm itself. So uh I speak from experience when I say I, I was close to someone with a broken arm. And that the whole thing of powering through the pain of a broken arm and allowing another guy to crank it further and 
break it further, you know, break it more than it could ever be broken at this point is so fucking stupid. Like, um, how realistic is that? Do people actually believe this shit? Nah, he powered through a broken arm. Like, and remember the thing he said on Monday that uh, Brock Lesnar wasn't man enough to make him tap out. Yeah, that's the thing. Now Brock Lesnar looks like a total jackass for not being able to tap a guy out with a broken arm. So Taliana, everyone loses in this whole thing. Cody looks fucking stupid because he chooses valor over, you know, over wisdom. Uh, Brock looks fucking stupid because he couldn't finished the job and had to make uh had to had to live with the satisfaction of having the guy pass out after three minutes of being uh of being cranked up so that tells me that he wasn't cranking hard enough so so this guy who looks who is a literal monster couldn't break this guy's arm any further to get him to tap out the referee looks stupid by not calling the match where uh any other combat sport would call it a TKO already once you get that arm in a submission hold. Right? Triple H looks stupid by allowing the match to continue and making Brock look weak. So, God, uh, what what a shit show. And I, I, I'm not trying to trash Cody Rhodes here or Brock Lesnar. It's just a terrible shit show of a booking decision all around. Uh, I... I I would have preferred the, the story being Cody dodging Brock, finding a way to weasel out of the Kimura, the double wrist lock. Because once you lock that thing in, you're supposed to tap out the, you know, instantly. And it, it just wasn't realistic to me. And I hate it. I hate every bit of it. And I hate it even more because this is Cody trying to make himself look superhuman and even better because you know, he wants to be the guy. He wants to be him. But in the process of doing so, he is being ridiculous about it. I think this is far worse than any Super Cena shtick Cena pulled in the late 2000s and early 2010s. Yep. I, I just want to add. Yeah. I just want to add to yeah, this. Um, I had a broken arm, but ten years yon, ago. Yon, yon. <laughs> and how did it feel, Emil? Let the people yeah, know. Yeah, If I and put you in a kimura, would you tap out? Immediately, immediately. Yeah, exactly. Kasi nga, I don't give a shit if you were like 240 pounds. <laughs> hindi pa ako gumagalaw, hindi, hindi ko ginagalaw, pero sobrang sakit niya. Na, just at the uh, resting point, it hurts so badly. So just imagine, gagano ko sa submission, gano'n hindi ka magta-top out. Yan lang, yun yung problema ko dun eh. Kasi they went with, I know they're they're going for the C, Super Cena route here where they're get, they're trying to make him look strong, you know. I, I understand I understand that they go, went through that but for me hindi ako na satisfied dun sa sa result na yun. Si Bruce yeah. nagrant about a broken heart. Ibang usapan yan, Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, I mean, wala tayong magagawa diyan dito. <laughs> yeah, kasabi mo si Brooks Jensen. <laughs> uh, um man, I don't know. Um Inya, it's 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 such a bad it's such a bad look by creative. Mostly because anyone with any injury experience can call that bullshit out easily. Diba? Like there is a way to rehab Cody. It didn't have to involve getting a kayfabe injury that would you know shoot kill you or niman shoot cripple you if it happened in real life. Diba? So why should this be any different? Because yeah, it's easily callable bullshit. So God, um now I, 
I, I he just looks worse to me. Right? This whole thing looks worse. Parang the the the, the thing about wrestling is are, we're already we're already up in arms whenever somebody calls it fake and judges us for calling it, for watching something that's fake. Now, this is the worst example of that. Now, this is the fakest of fakery that is easily, you know, easily detectable. And we should yes. all and whoever <laughs> enjoys this should feel bad about themselves because they supported um, a total bullshit creative decision. That's the Cody verse for you. That's Cody a yeah. Derv is even right. Yes, on his birthday. Derv is right. They injured. They were injuring the wrong part of the of of the arm because the Kimura is a, a wrist lock, and then it also it also tries to wrench your uh your your shoulder. So uh, nothing about that was about the uh, forearm. So right. bad. <laughs> lots of feelings. Lot, lots of feelings there. A uh, vintage Romoran rant or Romorant. <laughs> right. Uh, let's move on here. Uh, one more bit from Night of Champions. Let's talk about Zoe Stark, uh, who has emerged as Trish Stratus's protege. So she's now the one really beating the drum of thank you, Trish. Uh, do you guys like this choice creatively? Yes, for me, definitely. Very, very like this move because. For me, she fits so well alongside Trish. When they when I saw them side by side, like uh, they just click. And um, for me, it also makes Zoe start a bigger deal uh, just by aligning herself with Trish and being slotted in a major storyline. Uh, and immediately she's a she's in a major storyline uh, alongside uh, someone who's a Hall of Famer. So that's a big stamp of approval uh, for Zoe Stark. You got agree. coming out uh, of role. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this, you know, working with Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus all, already tells you how um, how management views you. And I agree with this because Zoe Stark is one of the better or one of the best uh, w- female wrestlers that have come along in the developmental system in a long, long time. Uh, I would say even that she is better put together than Roxanne Perez. Uh, Roxanne Perez is a prodigy, a kid prodigy, but. Uh, Zoe Stark is the more complete female wrestler. So I like that they are rocket strapping her. Uh, I think deserve and deserve. I believe she is not that young. So I think um, she deserves uh, to be pushed right away as well. And I think she will air or lend an air of legitimacy uh, to the division the way uh, Asuka, Bianca, and Io have. Yeah, uh, I think Zoe Stark is right around our age, early 30s at our late late 20s. So, uh, you know, just, just about to hit her prime. Uh, good for her. Really happy to see her in the spot. Uh, I, I said no pick of the week episode that uh, she's got a chance to be the, the new Mickey James here, minus the, um, you know, lesbian undertones of that uh, Trisha and Mickey storyline from 2006. All right, uh, that's it for Night of Champions for us. We'll take a break. When we come no, back, we'll talk right, about Double quick. or Nothing. Oh, really yeah. quick, really quick. Uh, I don't know if you guys listened to the picks of the week episode, but uh, for those who haven't, I would I would just reiterate it, it here now. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We have come a long, long way from Trish having Tyson Tomko as a heater. And now she has a woman like Zoe Stark as the muscle for her. So that's pretty cool. And that, that is how far women's wrestling has come. I know... China was there, but, you know, um, China was also built, literally built different. So, you know, um, it's not quite the same, but um, this is still pretty cool. Yeah. Amen. 100% agree. Let's take that break. Double or nothing reactions on the other side after a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Before we get to double or nothing reactions, let's say hi to Ninang Abby, who's joining us on the live stream for the first time in quite a while. Yo. Oh. What's up, Abby? Ninang Abby, hello. Pahingin pa- pahingin <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to let that pass because it's Rose's birthday today. Right. I mean, I mean, she no, she literally, she literally would send us food. I didn't, we, that, we that didn't even true. ask for food and she, and she would send it. <laughs> That is exactly why she is Ninang Abi. All right, uh, let's talk about Double or Nothing, AEW's flagship show, flagship pay-per-view, biggest show of the year. And the biggest debate coming out of that is what should have closed the show? So uh, should have should it have been Anarchy in the Arena, which we got, or should it have been the World Championship match? What do you guys think? Um, I think I already said this uh, during the Pick of the Week episode because this was my Pick of the Week, the Anarchy in the Arena match. Um, it was the... It was only right that this main event did double or nothing because the Anarchy in the Arena match is the signature match of this pay-per-view. It's kind of like Money in the Bank match for the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Um, plus, this match, as far as I know, uh, the Anarchy in the Arena slash uh, Stadium Stampede has closed out three of the last four double or nothings. So this has been a tradition at this point. Plus, they have the biggest stars in the company in this match. They had uh, Kenny, uh, Moxley, Danielson, uh, Hangman, the Young Bucks. So they were in this match. So I think it was only right that this was the main event. Plus, we had that uh, plot twist uh, at the end with Takeshita uh, turning heel. So okay lang yan. Now this main event did uh, the pay-per-view. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's, it's fun. It's a whole bunch of fun through the arena. Uh, as as I said then on uh, picks of the week, um, given the finish of uh, the four pillars four way, I don't think that should have closed the show. Like, uh, that's just gonna piss the crowd off and send the, and send them home pissed off. So you want to end it with a bang. Um, you want to end it with something that was straight up fun. So um, I think this was a top choice, a good choice to you know send the fans home happy. So. Ako, yung take on this one is that it should have always been the world championship just because it's the world championship and it, it's a very old school argument but it is what it is diba? and I I understand that you've got the old, the bigger stars there in the elite and the Blackpool Combat Club it's just that 
it's the world title and it kind of doesn't really do the four pillars a service na you're supposed to be elevating them you're supposed to be propping them up to be on the same level supposedly as your elite as your bcc but instead uh they're in that spot where na justify to lo side headlock takeover in a finish like i would probably argue na if they were in the main event spot it probably would have had a different finish i don't think i don't think i don't know i don't think that's necessarily true um, the other thing is uh, the build for the four pillars match was so eh that um, even no matter where you put it, I don't think the other three pillars, quote unquote, would have looked like the main event stars that they were. Parang, they're just there. They just happen to have a championship shot against their fellow running buddy, MJF. So I would much rather close the show out with the big stars, you know. Um, once upon a time, I believe the same way you do, but you know, um, the the whole business, the whole industry of not just pro wrestling, but also combat sports, sports itself, um, there will always be bigger stars than the who is supposed to be the big star on paper. So, in combat sports and in sports in general, there will always be bigger stars than uh, who you think. Or who is supposed to be the big star on paper? That's why the fucking Nuggets are are getting shit for being in the finals, because so they're not the big stars. You know, the same way the Lakers and LeBron are. So even though yes, uh, the championship should be on top, um, especially in a worked show busy sport like pro wrestling, you do have to put the big stars on uh, on the biggest spot. Yep. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Na ano ko lang yung argument ni Punk dati. One of the reasons why he was so upset about was because he was WWE champion for over a year, and then he could barely close a show. Like he, I don't think he ever really main evented a show as WWE champion until he had to drop the title to The Rock at the 2013 Royal Rumble. Um, and even then, I could be wrong. I don't. I, I'm not sure. I remember correctly. Kung siyong yung nag main event ng pay per view na yon. So yeah, yeah, sila, sila. So I, he didn't close the show until he literally had to drop the title to The Rock, right? So um, it, it's one of the few things I agree with CM Punk on. Uh, it, it really should be the world championship because in theory, uh, that's the spot that everybody's fighting for. So if is you still prioritize the bigger stars, it becomes more of a matter of star power as opposed to fighting to be the champion, to be the guy, right? And, and you know, there's the... Um, other argument that it didn't do any favors for the four pillars, which we're about to get to here. Like, did you guys feel that they were elevated um, in the process of being in the semi-main event spot? No, uh, I still thought they were just like, okay, young kids who had a championship match uh, because, um, you know, um, they, they they earned it, yes, but uh, they didn't feel like main eventers to me. And that's not their fault, though. Um, I felt like Tony Khan did a bad job. He tried. He tried. Um, he gave it his best effort, but I still think, thought it wasn't enough to really establish them as you know, the the big main eventers and contenders that they wanted them to be. Yeah, I still see them as the rising stars, not necessarily the all stars. This like in the all star weekend, they are like the uh, the rising stars challenge, and then the main the Arnakin Arena is like the all star game. The big stars are there, but. Here you get to see the future of of wrestling. Get the see the rising young stars of of the company really sh- having a showcase of their talent. Just going out there, and this was a a really a fast paced match. All of them got their you know got their stuff in. So, but in at the end of the day, 
there's for me they're still like the rising stars of AEW. I agree. It was fun too. It was really fun. Yeah, you, you guys said that may cool. Yeah. So uh, other than fixing the build, what uh, could have been improved to you know satisfy the need to elevate these guys? I I I don't know. I think it was really all in the build. I thought that. Yeah. The whole thing wasn't focused enough the way other MJF stories were. Like, you know, Brian Danielson was a pretty nice story. And although he was already a main eventer coming in, um, it was still pretty, you know, it, it, it did a good job in establishing how important this story was. And for this one, um, maybe if it were a one-on-one match, because he went through them like a rogues gallery. Um, I think that would have gone that would have gone a longer way in establishing all three as bigger than they are now. Yeah. Um also same because um four of them shared the spotlight in the build up to the feud. So hindi walang ano, um na shine isa isa. Instead it was the focus was on the four of them instead of each of them as individuals. No, no, these are he's a uh he's a pillar of the company, he's a pillar of the company. So it was a collective feud rather than MJF versus this guy, MJF versus this guy, and the MJF versus this guy. All right. Um, one other thing that we saw coming out of Double or Nothing was a new set of women's champions. So it seems like uh, TK hit the reset button. Uh, Tony Storm, now the world uh, women's world champion, and Chris Statlander finally defeating Jade Cargill after she got her 60th win against Taya. And if you watch Dynamite earlier, it looks like Ty is the next uh, challenger agad for Chris Statlander because parang may nagbabajang uh, resentment or jealousy na Chris Statlander swooped in and took the TBS championship. I'm okay with this because Taya was... Um, Taya doesn't seem like she was... Uh, she is better off as a face. I think uh, her best work and her claim to fame was always being the, you know, the the blonde heel. So I'm okay with this. Um, Chris, uh, Stat is my... You know, has long been my pick to be the TBS champion. Glad that they pushed through with it. Um, it was very Vince of TK to do the surprise match thing. Uh, I will admit. I think uh, AEW fans are not gonna admit this, but uh, that was a straight up Vince playbook move. Right? Yeah, WrestleMania uh, nine, right? yeah, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's it's very fun because it gave you the result that you wanted, that we wanted. But let's not pretend that he wasn't stealing from the sports entertainment playbook. So, but is it uh, a good thing or not? Like the the WrestleMania uh, nine playbook. I I don't know because it depends on what you're trying to establish yourself as. Like at the very beginning, AEW was very sportsy. You know, not that more on sports and less on entertainment. So I knew that they were conscious, or Tony Khan was consciously avoiding Vince tropes. So, um, I guess it depends on what he's trying to be now. Like if he admits now, okay, Vince was you know a genius for establishing the big um, wrestling plays or at least perpetuating them, then, okay, this is not a bad thing. But if he is still trying to distance himself from the traditional uh, creative place, then uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it is kind of hypocritical, I would say. Um, uh, regarding the title changes, I'm definitely okay with it because... Um, the the division and the title uh, the title scene of both the TBS and the women's championship has uh, kind of been stale lately. Uh, with the world title, we all see that uh, the the champion has been sucked into a faction versus faction feud. She and she doesn't really get to defend the title that much. 
um so because of an unfortunate injury um they had to change they had to do a title change and now tony storm is a champion i just hope she depends uh, defends the title a little bit more than uh than jamie hater did uh during her title reign um yeah uh, say they, they, they badly they badly need a resurgence in that division and i think this is a good step in the right direction i guess all right, uh, but did you guys think that the reset button as a whole uh, that was a good move on TK's part as a promoter? Yeah. Yes, yes, for me, um, yes. absolutely. Oh. Uh, and it was necessary because Jamie Hader is injured. So, um, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I will say though that had she not been injured, she he would have um, he would have powered through and did or you know tried to do better by her. But um, the injury really necessitated the 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 reset button. Yeah, yeah at plus, the very least, it opens the door for Jamie Hader to come back, hopefully by September, but for the Wembley show, for her and Tony Storm to tear it up for the Women's Championship once again. Yeah. Uh, zooming out here, Memorial Day weekend in the States, Medjo Meh, dito sa atin sa Pinas, because, you know, hindi naman tayo kano. But which of the Memorial Weekend pay-per-views or PLEs was the best for you? Go, Emil. Um, honestly, wrestling-wise, it's the uh, one PLE we didn't really talk about. It's NXT Battleground for me, because... It was a really packed wrestling show from top to bottom. And I feel like for me, it had the best crowd out of all the three shows. And you can see from the performance that they re- they're they really willing to go to limits, just like uh, it was during the black and gold era. And I really like that they, they're trying to go back to what NXT, what, uh, NXT uh, made successful uh, before, So, which is really something nice to see. And uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, NXT. But then I, I'm actually pretty sad that uh, we couldn't have a legit way to watch this show, and therefore I couldn't give you a reliable way to stream it. Because had I known that um, Double or Nothing would fall kind of flat because of the Vegas crowd, and that uh, Boston would really make um, uh, uh, Battleground bigger than it was. I would have, you know, given you a battleground watch party instead. So, um, battleground is great. Um, it was a return to form. Uh, you would think that Triple H was booking NXT again, but I think um, we are back to the age of NXT where um, the veteran talent is carrying the show, and it's not just the the new guys anymore. Actually, there were. Uh, like I think half of the show was like new guys only, and then and the other the half other... was NXT UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other half was NXT UK and veterans as well. Uh, let's let's not rem- let's not forget that Mello is actually an, an indie guy. So yeah, uh, pretty fun. Um, if you still haven't given NXT a shot this year, I think now is the best time for that. Yeah, this is a good starting point to get back into NXT. That's that's what I'll say. Yeah, if you check out the uh, Patreon review in your row of Battleground, he actually lists the match in his preferred order of watchability. Um, I, I don't necessarily share the same opinion in terms of mm. his rankings, but um, I, I, I'd like to point out that there were some really good bangers in there. Braun Mello was a banger. Uh, first Braun match I've gotten excited about in a while. Uh, Dijak and Dragunov, they, they really just murdered each other out there. So if you want to see that's that, Yung, yung rankings and they weren't like you know best to worst um it's really just uh if you need to watch 
something first. Like like see si, uh Simigi from our Discord, diba? He was he was asking which he should watch first, diba? So I I I thought of that and then I I listed it that way. But the thing here is all of the matches are worth watching. Um I haven't said that about a pay-per-view or a PLE in a long, long time. Yeah, uh, great show. Congrats to Tiffany Stratton, the new uh, NXT Women's Champion. Um, I believe in lang yung title na changed hands, diba? Uh, at at yes. Battleground. Yes, that was yes. the only one. Yeah, so uh, really good showing from her. And there's a battle royal next week where uh, they'll find out who's going to be her next challenger. I'm hoping it's Lyra Valkyria again, just because I don't think they're done. And I'm, I'm really high on Lyra here. So um, I'm hoping that she wins next week on NXT. Um, anything else from NXT you guys want to talk about? Because if not, I want to talk about Ronda and Shayna being women's tag champions. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Okay, sure. I'm good with NXT. Yeah, so again, let's talk about that because uh, this week we also crowned new women's tag team champions in Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Kind of overdue, but uh, them's the breaks because hey, Liv and Ra- Raquel were hot, then Liv got injured, so this kind of opened the door for uh, the four way, which natin si na Ronda and Shayna there. I don't think there was any other acceptable result. Yeah, we were talking about this last week on the stream. Uh, people were saying that the the, the championships are cursed because you know so many bad shit has happened to the champions over its what three or so four four year history so far. Um, it's funny. I, I I talk about this on my raw review earlier today in the major late. Um, it's funny that Ronda Rousey, this big crossover star, is now a mid card act in the WWE. You know, it, it's it's crazy that way and. Uh, it's kind of sad as well that people still don't give her the credit she deserves for you know successfully transitioning to uh to the pro wrestling life and the pro wrestling style and the work. Um, I think this is the best spot for her because uh, she works with a, a more successful and a better MMA fighter turned wrestler in Shayna Baszler. So I think that with Shayna, she's only going to get better and um. It's uh, this is the right spot because the 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 WWE universe doesn't really let her, doesn't really consider her as uh, a bigger star than she really should be, and that's fine. I think um, sometimes to say it's easy to it's a lot easier to uh, to blend in in the mid card and not be conspicuous. So um, I think eventually this is going to rehab Ronda's image and uh, going to make the the women's tag team champions look good. Uh, for all its checkered past. Yep. Uh, you said mo kanina bro na Ronda na sa mid card. Na alisin na alala si Ken Shamrock. Also, someone who's kind of a big crossover star, but really thrived uh, in the mid card scene when he was in the old WWE. Um, when it comes to Ronda and uh, Shayna, again long overdue. Uh, you know, um, you know they win the tag team titles. Plus, ane, I think it can bring some legitimacy in the tag in the women's tag team division that they sorely, sorely need. Uh, having someone like Ronda, who's uh, who's a star, and, and let's you know, let's not uh, stop pretend that she is she isn't a big star, but she is, and it would really help the division big time. 
Yeah, there really isn't much of a division yet, diba? Because the tag team yeah. divisions, uh, women's side always gets shuffled for whatever reason. Uh, but I, I like having a very dominant heel team like Ronda and Shayna there as the champions. Because it immediately makes it more palatable for like yung baby babyface teams like the KCs who are about to come up, diba? Uh, we, we saw a, vig- a vignette from them on Raw. Uh, there's always the way, diba? Candice who got a vignette herself. And then see Indeed, that's a natural pairing already dating back to NXT. So those are two babyface teams. And then even if Sonya and Chelsea were to go after them, clear underdog parinsela compared to Ronda and Shayna. So I, I think it's nice to have um, this dominant heel uh, women's tag team champions na kind of in the mold of Naya and Shayna. Diba? In, in a way, it kind of yeah. uh, is, is the same uh, type of team there. So uh, good move on, on everybody. And I'm uh, excited to see where they take the women's tag team championships. As always, we've got some bonus audio-only discussions here, and they're centered around NXT. Because medyo hindi pa hindi pa sulit yun eh yung napag-usapan natin earlier with Battleground. We just gave you our broad strokes reactions. So let's get right into it and talk about Ilya Dragunov and Dijak, both of whom just really put on a show during that last man standing match. And now the rumors are saying that they might be getting called up soon. No idea what uh, the plan for Dijak will be, but based on what's on the internet, the plan for Ilya Dragunov is for him to be the fourth member of Imperium. Yeah, I, I think we talked about this a while back. Um, yeah, we did, we did. I, I don't know if I agree with Ilya um, joining Imperium because you, know, uh, you already have Slenderman and Baldi. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know what role he's going to fill in. I guess he's going to be the Randy Orton of the, of the group. Um, uh I don't think they he needs them to succeed unless uh the way to get TV time is to roll with the gang, right? Parang I think that's also a, a, a thing that's happening right now when it comes to wrestling and booking. So if that's the reason, then say okay, fine, uh, roll with the gang and then you know get the TV time you want. But I he still works as a uh solo force, so I hope that they eventually give him that chance because parang. It doesn't match. It doesn't line up with his uh, whatever his character is, which is the um, solitary Russian fighter, who is full of cocaine energy. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't here when y'all talk about uh, Dragonov uh, possibly joining Imperium. So I, I'll finally get to uh, say this. But I feel like Dragonov works better opposing Imperium rather than joining Imperium. Because first of all, so you want European the- on European. Action like European yeah, versus say, European yeah, war. Yeah, because um, for me, the eternal rivals are Ilya Dragunov and Gunther. Because they have gone all the way back in NXT UK and uh, also in NXT. So, mas mas okay na magkalaban sila rather than they uh them on the same side. So uh, if they want a fourth member for Imperium, just get back Alexander Wolf. Like <laughs> just get him back. If they want a fourth member, but for me, the trio of Gunther. Um, Vinci and uh, Kaiser works works just fine for me. So, um, for Dijak, history I'm... nila dates back to ano pa, WXW, yeah. like way before yeah, they the joined indies, WWE. Uh, so there's the there's really team, so yeah. much material to draw from uh, for for Gunther and Ilya Dragunov. Exactly. So for Dijak, on the other hand, um, I want him to be in NXT more because. Kailan ba nagbumaba si Dijak sa NXT? Diba? It, it, it isn't even a year. It was only like a, yeah, it was like a few months ago. I remember yeah, correctly. So it I was think earlier he, this year. 
yeah, so for me, he has to do. I think I think he has to do more in NXT before he goes back to the main roster. Because, oh. eh, parang pag tumasya sa main roster, ano gagawin niya ulit dun? Like, Wait, what, what do you spa- want Dijak to do? You want him to be a North American champion? Yeah, or to be I, I want him at champion? least to be a champion. Yeah, I think. Um, I think given the uh, sorry, the, given the call ups of um, Apollo Cruz and uh, yeah, I think Jinder Mahal. The, But I think the the whole thing about sending the main roster guys down to NXT and then calling them back up was to really just refresh their character and their and their gimmick, about and then uh, bring them back up after that. Because say for some reason NXT is like the best place to do it. Like you can't do I Triple H doesn't think you can do that on Raw, which I would guess takes up minutes of the show, about of the of the airtime, right? So this might have been the thinking behind you know. Putting Dijak down and then um, bringing him back up eventually, just to get the stink of T Bar off of him, right? So if that's the goal, then okay, sure. But I do agree with Emil that, that he does need to be established more. If if that's the goal as well, um, win a championship, win the North American Championship, uh, win the Heritage Cup Championship. I don't know, do whatever. Um, it's nice though that he was able to have a good match with um, with the likes of Dragunov, right? But um, I think it was all. I think the job is done as well. All right, so um, really promising stuff here because you know we are fans of Dragonov and uh, and of Dijak. So um, it, it would be great if Ilya Dragonov finally makes his way to the main roster. That's one more main roster guy on our OBB who says our names and the podcast, right? So uh, you know more power to these guys wherever they end up, as long as they're still on our TV screens with WWE or you know uh, whoever is the highest bidder or whatever. So they, yeah, um, sticking with NXT here. Uh, let's talk about the inverse of guys yeah. getting called up, and that's main roster guys free agenting their way to NXT. And we saw that with first Mustafa Ali, who looks like he's going to feud with Wesley for the North American Championship, and Baron Corbin, who now looks to be Carmelo Hayes' next challenger. I love the I love the the moves that they went down to NXT. Kind of like again, similar to we have already seen this. For the past year or so, but uh, this, this is what we were saying in draft, no? We, when we were talking about the draft, now we also want guys going down to NXT rather than just the call-ups. Because uh, um, NXT has been kind of the rehabilitation place of some of these guys in terms of their gimmicks and their and their presentations. And, and Corbin sorely needs a new um a new uh new gimmick, a new character. Because They tried. They tried putting JBL on him, and it doesn't. It didn't work. So now it looks like he's gonna have. He's gonna do his rehab character rehab in NXT immediately, slotting himself into a uh, main event spot there by challenging. Uh, challenging. Um, Melo. Same also with Ali. I mean, we just saw how you know his uh, terrific uh, effort during the night, night of champions. So maybe they're continuing this wave of momentum that he already has. But they didn't really want to put him maybe on the spotlight on Raw. So best thing to do for him is to go after the North American Championship, which I wish he will win. Because uh, Wesley has been champion for a really long time now. Yeah, uh, man, so much fun. Um, ang daming ang daming na I I really enjoy how all the possibilities have been unlocked here. Um. I think a year ago we were like, uh, hey, whenever whatever the match is gonna be, there's like a 50% chance it might not bang. Uh, and I think um, 
now whoever you put in front of any given champion it, it's gonna it's gonna be a at least a certified banger like there is a better optimism when you approach these things so uh i really enjoy everything um really quickly for Melo, um i enjoy him a lot more as a face i think he was built for this face run i think uh he was okay as a heel but uh, for some reason uh this this face run is just clicking a lot better for me He's so cool. Eh? He's so easy to yeah. root for because uh. he's a cool guy. Right? And uh, you, you said this on the pod months ago, Ro, but Melo and Trick really did their best to bring young current slang. Uh, uh, young urban yes. culture, yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, the youth culture into NXT TV. So I think it's translating very well um, for, for viewers like us. Uh, but you know, just to go back to what you said earlier about things being really fun right now, I think that's uh, a testament to WWE maximizing its depth chart in, in really optimizing this depth chart. So uh, it's good that we are actually um, reaping the benefits of this loaded roster across all three brands. Yeah, agree, agree. Uh... Uh, the free agent thing, but I, I'm sorry, I totally forgot this point. The free agent thing, I didn't know what it was. No draft, but I don't now think that anyone it, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now that we know it means you can show up on NXT, I like it even more. I say, yeah. uh, this is actual free agent thing. That's that's actually what it means, and I don't think Vince knew that. <laughs> so, um, I like that the actual sports definition yes. of it is being used here. Uh. Um, Shempre NXT always needs the star power and it's a great way the, the relegation as I've always mentioned was a great way to infuse that that the developmental brand with star power that isn't necessarily being used on um, on on the main roster so Baron Corbin doing this it's great I don't know if it's going to change his life but uh, it certainly will uh, have a good match match up rather for NXT and Ali as well so uh, more of this please and I don't care that you're breaking the draft rules. Um, you know, you're breaking the exclusivity rules. Um, I think this is all of that done right, done way better than Vince would do it with the wild card thing. I would yeah, laugh if your inspiration for the free agency thing is Matt Cardona. Because parang sa kanya nagblow up talaga, eh, diba? Yes. <laughs> and ano parang siyang ano like the the sports thing is that's really accurate because. Um, di ba uso yung ano, yung pag-free agent ka, lalaro ka sa China or sa Europe, ganon. And basically, same thing here. You're, you're free agent, so you have all the freedom to come down to NXT and do your thing, which uh, makes a whole lot of sense if you think about it. Yeah, di ba? Uh, so now, you know, just days after Night of Champions, Mustafa Ali is now on NXT. So yeah. uh, it's a lot of fun for everybody involved. Right, uh, that's our bonus audio-only discussion for you. As always, if you want to chime in, you know where to find us on TikTok and on Twitter. It is at Wrestling2XPod. Right, um, that's going to do it for the wrestling talk here. But uh, it's also the part that uh, Ro has been hyping for weeks and weeks on end. So I think <laughs> we should give way first to the birthday boy so he can make his huge announcement. All right, all right. So... Y'all know that I've been podcasting for nine years and I've been a member of the local wrestling community for eight years. And throughout that near decade, I've done quite a lot. I, I, we've interviewed uh, WWE international stars. Uh, we've talked to so many people. We have built up this uh, entire following. I even forgot to give Stan the, the, the rankings, the international rankings for today. Uh, we have done so much and 
I felt like I have done so much, which is why I am formally announcing my retirement from podcasting. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Y'all puppets. <laughs> Y'all puppets. Uh, no, no, no. Us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, by the way, 10 year anniversary in, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, the big announcement is that I am launching my very own podcast. It is my solo podcast. It's going to talk about my career as a wrestler, uh, mostly wrestling, not podcasting. Maybe we'll talk about that. Um, we're telling the story from the early years, from 2014. It's called Unmasked, the Chronicles of Romeran and Sandata. Uh, I would I would show the uh, cover art here, but um, we didn't get to finish it in time for the slides. So, Yon, so the reason why I made this solo podcast, why, uh, well, I guess I'm the Michelle Williams, because Stan was the Beyonce and Chino was the Kelly Rowland. Uh, the reason why is because um, every time we do a show uh, in MWF, people are ask, people ask me, when are you going to come back? When are you going to, you know, lace up the boots again or the, the sneakers? So, uh, uh, if I had a thousand pesos for every time somebody asked me that, I would be able to pay my bills monthly. But um, this podcast also aims to answer that. The very first episode actually will answer that question. It will tell you where I'm at right now. And then after that, we'll just get into the entire history. Um, it's also kind of a history of the local wrestling scene because I did come up with it. Stan and I did come up uh, along with it. So if you want to hear some stories, I'm not there but to you know, uh, deliberately shit on anyone. Because uh, if you did some shit, I will tell it, but you know, it's not there to intentionally besmirch anyone's name. It's not out there to, you know, uh, make enemies and and flame people. But you know, it's gonna be a fun um, fun journey through the through the past decade of local wrestling. I don't know what's gonna happen when we do come to the current day, uh, but you know, we'll get we'll cross the bridge when we get there. It releases on Spotify and Apple Podcasts on June 14. That's when the first episode will be dropping. Uh, I hope to get a teaser up on the, the Spotify account when we do make that by next week so you guys can check out what it's going to be all about. Uh, when it goes up, I will tell you so you guys can subscribe to it. And, you know, we'll have a good time. Um, I hope that you guys enjoy learning about uh, my career in a way that... Um, I never really got to do in my various interviews among different podcasts, including this one. So, yeah, stay tuned for it. Unmask the Chronicles of Romoran and Sandata. Really fun stuff. Uh, looking forward to hearing some of those stories, even yes. though um, more often than not, I probably was present uh, for, <laughs> for some of those moments and some of those stories. But it's always nice to hear them from like a different perspective, uh, especially when um, people who need to get called out will get called out. So no, that's I what mean, I'm looking forward no, to. The, the, you know, I mean, there will be some call outs, but, you know, it's, it's incidental to the story. Like, like, you know, the classical Brian Leo stories are there. I'm not I didn't make the podcast to shit on him. It's just there because he did shit. But you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, of course. You know, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, should be fun. Congrats, Ro, and congrats to. Ano sabi ba natin na may co-host ka? Uh, yeah, 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 sure. I will be co-hosting the show with uh, ABL Anselmo, formerly of uh, Wrestling After Work. 
So um, if you listen to that show, um, you'll be familiar with him. He's going to serve as my uh, Conrad Thompson, my smart Mark Sterling, my Matt Kuhn, you know, my John Alba. If you guys listen to uh, the Conrad verse, Intelligent Inspiration, actually, uh, because um, uh, Conrad specifically started going into the histories of his, uh, of his different hosts. Uh, I wanted to do the same and, you know, tell stories and explain more of my side, my, my mindset, uh, what I was going through at uh, these specific times in uh, local wrestling history. All right. So there, uh, something for us to check out come June 14th when uh, the first episode drops. Emil, any plugs on your end? My solo podcast ka na rin ba? Wala, wala. <laughs> <laughs> no, just follow me on my, so- on my socials, TikTok, uh, and on Twitter, email underscore my Time to roast Emil when he makes those bad NBA Finals uh, opinions oh. and picks. <laughs> All right. Uh, as for me, uh, I'll, I'll take the time to plug MWF Lights Camera Action happening this Sunday Yo. over at uh, the QC Memorial Circle. Tickets are still up for sale. Uh, you can get them over at TicketToMe.net. Go check out the MWF Facebook page as well for tickets. Uh, we just dropped a new vignette for the, uh, the stable that Jake DeLeon and I are a part of. It's called Oro Plata Mata. Go check that one out as well. We worked really hard on it over the last week. So um, we, we hope that you enjoy watching the vignette and that uh, you, you boo as loud as you can when we make our appearance this Sunday at Lights Camera Action. That was a really no. cool vignette. I just saw that earlier before, uh, before we started on the show. It was really cool. So check, go, check the, go check it out, guys. Siyempre, we will Chaka. not settle for anything less. That's what we're yep. here for. Yeah, Chaka, if you can't make the show live, Siyempre, you can subscribe to Gank uh, as of today, or as of yesterday, rather. You can finally find the latest Tajiri match versus Brother John Marliwana uh, from uh, Republica on yeah. our Gank page. Uh, just go, just subscribe over at manilawrestling.com. It is $10 or around um, 600 gold coins on the Gank platform. You can you can pay for it via credit card, debit card, GCash as well. So, maraming payment options. Um, that's a lot easier because, you know, not everyone can, you know, make the show uh, on on, in QC or wherever have you in Makati on a Sunday so we got you um, we have uh, we have the digital version the online version for you guys who want to catch up but see you know babyface producer Jasper said he's not live because so babyface producer Jasper you know what to do this Sunday 4pm over at the QC Memorial Circle uh, speaking of which thank you to all the babyface producers including Jasper for all the work that they do behind the scenes Thank you as well to everybody uh, who keeps supporting the podcast for sharing the streams and uh, subscribing, viewing, listening, letting everyone know that this podcast exists. Next few podcasts on our radar, uh, you've got the Carlo Cannon episode coming up in a few days and our next Picks of the Week episode. And of course, we'll see you again on Thursday at 7 p.m. right here in our watering hole on Facebook and on YouTube as we break down the following week in wrestling. We'll catch you again by then. Uh, until then, follow us at wrestling 2 Pod on TikTok and Twitter, The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify. And individually, it is at Rowizwar, at Chino Supersize, at EML underscore Meister, at Monday Night Rowan, and at underscore Stan C. For Emil ASH and the birthday boy, Ro Moran, my name is Stan C saying stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, out. Bye-bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. 
the hosts of the program or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 